Hello and welcome back to James Joyce Saint or Sinner. As always, I'm your host, Megan Healy. In this segment of our series, we'll once again be featuring the music of an Irish artist. This time, it's the band The Scripts. Enjoy the beauty of their music for the next few episodes with me. Today's focus is on chapter 14, Oxen of the Sun. Deemed one of the more difficult chapters, I'd have to agree. This was definitely one that was challenging to read and write and speak about, but I'll try my best if you try your best to listen. While following Bloom around this hospital, many things come to mind. I could speak about the line, expecting each moment to be her next, regarding a woman's experience in labor. Of course, a play on the term, expecting each moment to be her last. We could talk about the maternal mortality rate for whatever reason, how often women have to get so close to death to bring life into the world, and how this probably would have been fixed by now if this was a problem that affected men, but I'll spare you. Just sit with that for a little bit, you know? What we will be talking about is the passage that comes next, where the drunken men sitting around the table are debating whether it's better to save the mother or the baby in a difficult childbirth. Yeah, let's leave the decision up to them. I'm sure the outcome will be great. A few drunken men sitting around in a hospital. Okay, I'll save my angry feminism for another day. But I do think this is such an important question, and one where the Catholic Church and my Catholic education kind of loses me. The Church says to save the baby. Even if you are going to lose the mother, you save the baby. I'm surprised the U.S. law hasn't adopted this view yet, but still, this principle really makes me think. Why does the Church value this new life over this already existing one? I'm really, really, really tempted to go with the previous argument in the book that is all about maintaining control, specifically over women and property lines, but I'm going to work to stretch it out a little further here. I think it also has something to do with the idea of purity, if you will. A newborn baby is pure, while a mother, someone who has clearly had sex, is clearly not. What does she have to offer now that she has been used and abused by the process of labor? Meanwhile, a baby is a fresh start. Part of me gets it. This is a call no doctor or father or mother would ever want to make. But I just find it so ridiculous that it's a hard and fast rule. How could this be the answer in every single million what if? Is there no consideration of quality of life or what the family wants? Automatic eternal damnation if a mother wants to stay alive. It's instances like this where the church feels out of touch and too drastic the same story of how they deem that above all else you must vote for a candidate that is pro-life. The candidate may hate women and minorities, but so long as they are pro-life, that is your Catholic duty. I'm serious my church handed out pamphlets that said this. I really think this is where they lose people. And I'd venture as far to say this is one of the places where they may have lost Joyce. I've been reading this novel with the idea that Stephen reflects Joyce in the back of my head, and if so, Stephen's response to this question Proves Joyce isn't exactly on the church's side in this debate. Similarly, Bloom's follow-up joke about the church making money off of both situations doesn't exactly scream devout Catholic to me. I guess you could stretch that line of thinking even further to say they'd vote to keep the baby because the longer lifespan means more money to be made. I guess you'll have to make your own decision on the matter. That's all I got for now. Let's talk soon. Bye!